Hello again, uh, this is Richard Spangler, and today we're going to be talking about empathy on the podcast. And we're going to be using uh, Hebrews 4.14 uh, through 16, and it says, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we possess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who is tempted in every way just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may have mercy, may receive mercy, and find grace to help us in our time of need. Every high priest is selected from among the people and is appointed to represent the people in matters related to God to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. He is able to deal gently with those who are ignorant and and are going astray since himself is subject to weakness. This is why he offered sacrifices for his own sins as well as the sins of the people. Now it's amazing in this teaching and and you can look it up in in Hebrews 14 through, I actually read through down through verse uh, into uh, the first three verses of chapter 5, we find that um, it's talking about being able to empathize with us, with our weaknesses, and to have empathy towards us. It's amazing that it said even the high priests, the high priests were selected among the people for the matters to make a sacrifice, but to deal gently with those who were ignorant and going astray. it's, it's, It's totally different from what was going on at the time of Jesus. The, the priest, the high priest, had built themselves a position of authority, and they looked down upon those who didn't know, who didn't understand the teachings of God. They looked down upon those who were in sin. They didn't try and guide them back into, into relationship. They said, you sin, that's it. You're, they would take the sin offerings and make offerings, but literally they looked down on the people who did not understand them, did not understand what was going on or how to deal with it. Uh, empathy, empathize here in the Greek means one who is affected like another by the same sufferings. It's to share one's feelings, to understand completely how one feels or the, or, or the, or the feelings in one's heart just like someone else feels it. So that's the, the power of empathy. Jesus saw our he recognizes our sin he empathizes with us for our weaknesses he he takes it into his own heart he understands how his heart that we that he does the same thing with us that that he understands our suffering he shares it he feels it just like it's his and and that's amazing and that's what we're supposed to do towards each other now in the in the Bible, the uh, empathy is uh, the ability to understand and share one's feelings. That's that, that's the uh, actually dictionary. I'm sorry, and it means compassion, sympathy, pity, feeling, concern, consider considerateness, consideration, tenderness, tenderheartedness, kindness. Uh, it goes on tolerance, leniency, warmth, warmheartedness, affection. Um, empathy is the capacity to understand and to feel what another person is experiencing within their own frame of reference. That is the capacity to make oneself into, to place oneself in another's position. Nowhere in here is the word judgment. Nowhere in here is that it is to look down upon you. The four attributes of empathy are to, 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 to be able to see the world as others see it, to be non judgmental, 
to understand another person's feeling and to communicate the understanding of that person's feelings. Boy, do we need that today in our world. Today, people don't try to see another person's viewpoint. They don't try to understand another person's feeling. It's very judgmental. If you're not for me, you're against me. If you're not a Republican, you're, you, I can't be with you. If you're not a Democrat, I can't be with you. Those are just two examples. We obviously see this going on. There's no, there's no communication in understanding a person's feelings. If you're not, if you're not on my side, then we can have nothing to do with you. You get cut off. You get, um, you know, you, you can. The, the world is saying you are not the same. Therefore, you do not belong. You do not have rights. And, and that's not what God says at all. God says he loves us. He empathizes with us. He understands us. He, Jesus is, did not come to judge. He said that in the scriptures. To give you an example of Jesus' empathy, I look back to the man who was lowered down. They tore the hole in the roof and they lowered the lame man down to Jesus. And this is a very powerful thing. The man's laying there, twisted up. We don't know how long he was lame. It didn't really say. Uh, and some versions says he's been lame since birth. But in those days, if you were lame, if you were born lame, they said it was because you had sinned or your parents had sinned. Someone had committed a gross sin and you had to be that way forever. This man went through a society where he was being accused of being a sinner, which he was, but was not given any hope. Hold on one moment. I'll be right back. Sorry about that. My wall clock was chiming, and, and it's pretty loud. It would have carried over into the mic and disrupted what we were saying. Thank you for your patience. Um, and the word I was talking about was the lame man laying there with Jesus, and the fact in the culture of the time and the teaching of the time was that someone, either he had sinned or someone in, in his, his parents had sinned or his grandparents had sinned, and by being lame, he could not go into the temple. There was no way for him to go in and make to offer the and to give the priest the sacrifice that needed to be made for forgiveness of sin. So he was caught in a situation of total despair and hopelessness. Here he is lame, and there's no access to God for him. There's no there's no way for him to get his even his sins forgiven, let alone get healed. He had a mindset that he couldn't be healed. That's probably why his friends took him. He didn't, he didn't ask to be taken from, from what we can gather from Scripture. He was just taken and lowered down through the roof. And there in Jesus. And Jesus looks at the man. Obviously, the man needs healing. And the first things out of Jesus' mouth is, Son, your sins are forgiven. He handled, he saw the man's hurt. He saw the man's pain. He empathized with the man. He did not judge him. He said to him, his sins are forgiven, which was what the man needed to hear. He needed to understand that first. His sins are forgiven so they could receive the healing. And this man's laying there after all these years of being told he was a sinner, he had done something wrong, or his family has done something wrong. And the connotation is sins are forgiven not only for him, through him coming, being lowered down, but, through, but by 
also for the past sins of the family were forgiven. Not that those people were forgiven, but the 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 effects of the curses were broken off. When you forgive sin, curses are broken off. And the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the priests started going, started thinking, "Who is this who thinks he can forgive sin? Only God can forgive sin." And Jesus turns to him and says, "Which is easier?" To say, son, thy sins are forgiven, or take up your bed and walk. And then he says, to show you that I have the power to forgive sin, he turns to the man and says, son, take up your bed and walk. And we know what happens. The man gets up, begins to walk and leap and praise God. I imagine his friends were praising God. His family was praising The whole community goes into a great uproar because of the empathy of Christ towards this man. He looked beyond the physical need and saw the spiritual need, saw this hurting man spiritually, emotionally, and physically minister to the physical, the emotional, and spiritual need. And then took care of the physical. We have that same power and authority in us as believers. We have the Holy Spirit in us. God's love, God's passion, as as we're going to be talking about soon, the passion of God, His love for us is so great. His empathy towards us is so great that He forgives our sins. He tells us not to judge unless we'll be judged. We are not to judge someone when they're caught in sin. We are to restore them, as Paul said, but be careful that we don't get caught up in it and we don't sin ourselves. But we're not to judge. We're to go by these steps of understanding completely how one feels, to empathize with them, to to help them emotionally, let them know that you understand where they're at. It doesn't have to be with sin. It could be with the, they've lost a loved one. And then you know, they need someone to say, I'm here for you. I understand. I lost people. I've lost family too. And if you don't have, if you haven't had that experience or, or haven't dealt with what they, you can say, I can definitely understand where you're coming from because God's love's in me. And he understands. There's nothing wrong with saying that. God understands. And God loves you. And so do I. I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to judge what you look like. I'm not here to judge the outward. I'm not even here what you said. Not even here to judge what you said. I'm here to let you know I understand. My heart aches for you. That's empathy. When you show empathy, Walls come down. When you show judgment, walls go up. Empathy is the key to what we need today in the church and in the world. And it's a part of a believer. It's integral to us. It's part of God. It's woven into us with the Holy Spirit. When we got saved, we got we got the Holy Spirit. And we got empathy. We got a bunch of empathy. We got a bunch of the love of God. The only thing is we have to release it. 
we have to release it to a hurting world that wants to know that there that there is a way to for help. There is people who understand. There are people who help. There are people at home alone right now who've been home during this time of COVID, and their minds are playing tricks on them. Nobody's calling them. No one's not even family. Uh, no children calling. They're they're home alone, and they're beating themselves up. Because they're in a situation not of their own making. And they're going, what did I do wrong? Why is God mad at me? I think we've all been there. I know in my life there have been times that I've thought that. But that was a long time ago. I've learned that God's not mad at me. God loves me. But I can definitely empathize with the person who thinks that. I can definitely empathize with the situation in the world and the people who are walking around going, there's no hope for me. When a person says that, I said, oh yeah, there is. God's not mad at you. He's not judging you. He loves you. When we start doing that as to the saying, you'd low down dirty, rotten sinner, you can begin to change the world. You can begin to change your neighborhood. You can begin to change your family by showing empathy. You're letting God's love flow through you, letting God's heart beat in you and flow out of you to those you're talking to or standing with. That is the power of empathy. The power of empathy is the power of love. And love conquers hate. Love conquers fear. Love conquers darkness. And we need to show that love to everyone we meet. We have a tendency when somebody looks different to judge them. I'm not talking skin color. I'm talking clothes. I'm talking piercings. I'm talking tattoos. For my generation, a lot of us don't particularly care for tattoos. I'll admit that. But I don't look at the person. I don't look at the tattoos and judge them. I look beyond the tattoo. I look beyond the tats. I look to the I look to where where they're hurting. In my experience, there are a lot of hurting people. I mean, everybody's hurting in some way. And everybody needs someone to come alongside and say, Listen, I've been there. I understand. I want to help. Let me introduce you to Jesus. Let me pray for you. Not even say introduce you to Jesus. Let me pray for you. And when you tell a person you're not going to condemn them, you're not judging them, and you say you want to pray for them, wow. The doors open. And things begin to happen. When you pray for that person, God begins to move in their heart. God's power begins to flow because you're praying with the power of God's love. You're praying with God's empathy. You're talking to them with God's love and God's intimacy, empathy and yours combined. The example of empathy, the example, if we started 
showing each other empathy, if we started trying to understand where, where each other comes from and what has happened in our, each other's lives that has caused a person to be the way they are, we would have a much better country, a much better nation, a much better city, a much better world. But the thing about it is we need to begin to understand. Now, I'm not saying go out and say, okay, you do this, it's fine. You know, God's not. God will eventually, because of sin, he judges sin. He does it. I'm not saying, you know, you can keep doing sin, you can keep going. Jesus told that man, go and sin no more. That was the, that was the thing Jesus said. But there were other times when Jesus was moved with compassion, not just talking about this man, but when he feed, when he when he fed the five thousand, he looked out upon. He didn't judge him. He said, "Well, you should have brought food for three days. You should have brought food. You should have brought water. Why? What are you doing bringing your families out here in the middle of the wilderness?" He didn't condemn them. He saw, he was moved with compassion. He saw this hurting mass of people that had come out. For spiritual help. They heard Jesus was coming. They had dropped what they're doing. They came to hear and speak. To hear life. To hear the word of God from a man who was not going to condemn them. Who was not judging them. He was sharing with them the kingdom of God and God's love. And they wanted to see and hear this man. And they came running. And Jesus was moved upon them. with the, When he saw how hurt they were. And then he realized the hunger. He also realized the hunger that they had spiritually, which he was feeding them spiritually. He also took care of the physical need. And what happened? We had a miracle. What we call a miracle. He fed they they fed the five thousand people. Men were fed that day, not counting women and children. I say it's probably closer to fifteen thousand when you add up all the the women and children that were probably there. Maybe even as many as 20,000. And then they collected up the leftovers and held 12 baskets full of food left over to go and distribute to the poor in the towns around them. That's what you were to do when you had leftovers. You distributed to the poor. Here's Jesus moved with compassion. Another time, he saw the masses and he was moved with compassion. He was moved with empathy and he healed them all. He healed them all. When he was hanging on the cross, he did not condemn even those who who had nailed him there. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That's the ultimate love. That's the ultimate empathy. Even at that, not judging. Showing love. Showing compassion on those who are killing him. So as you go through your day, look for opportunities, not to judge, but to show love. Not to judge, but to show understanding. Not to judge, but to show empathy. Not to judge, but to understand another's feelings. Not to judge, but to communicate that you understand how that person's feeling. This is the first this is a step that opens the door for what God wants to do in their life. 
what he wants to do in your life. If you're condemning yourself, if you're beating yourself and judging yourself, saying, look, I'm lower than pond scum, I did this sin, I did that, I did this, show yourself some empathy. God has. God's forgiven you. He's not judging you. Turn to him and repent and say, Father, I've sinned. I've done evil in your sight. Forgive me. Forgive me. And help me to forgive me. Because it's easy to ask God to forgive. Kind of we know he will. The other part is forgiving ourselves. And if we're going to show empathy to others, we have to show it to ourselves. We have to love ourselves. In other words, we have to love uh, eat ourselves the way God loves us. That's a whole other topic. But that's the fact. In order to treat another the way God wants us to treat them, we have to learn to treat ourselves the way God treats us. And God loves us. He doesn't condemn us. He understands us. He, 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 he's not judging us. He understands our feelings. He understands our emotions. He understands our thoughts. He's not right or wrong. But he understands them. Our thoughts are not right or he, he We know they're right or wrong. God doesn't have to tell us. When we do something, God knows. We know we're doing something wrong. God doesn't judge us. He comes to us in love and says, Okay, I understand. Ask me to forgive, and I will forgive. That's the ultimate act of empathy, is forgiveness. Not judging, forgiving. And communicating that to that person who may just have called you a dirty, rotten, rotten mama, mama, you know, something, or, or, or who did something so horrible in your eyes, or who, who, who you just sat down at a table and this person came and sat down and you saw the hurt in their eyes. That's empathy. And they're saying, I'm not good enough. God can't love me. God, I, I, there's no hope for me. No, there is. And that's where you share. I was like you one time. I had no hope. I understand where you're coming from. But I'll tell you the truth. God loves you. He wants to forgive you. He wants to have compassion on you. He understands. Let me share with you how. So with that, we're going to pray. Father God, we come before you now. And Lord, we ask that everyone that listens to this will discover empathy. Lord, you've got it in all of us. Those of us who know you have empathy automatically through your spirit. Lord God, teach us how to release empathy. Teach us how to be empathetic and not judgmental. Teach us how to be empathetic with ourselves. Not judge... Judging ourselves in the way that you would have us to sit back and look and say, well, I did that wrong, but not beating ourselves up with rods and sticks and bones and words, but standing and saying, God, I messed up. Forgive me. And that way, having empathy towards ourselves, we can turn to those, our neighbor, our family members, our friends, other people, and say, you know, I understand where you're coming from. I did that too. Or, I understand how you feel. 
And you know what? God loves you and He forgives you. Lord God, we ask right now that you minister to everyone empathy. That you, that you let them sense you're empathizing with them of their situation, of what they've done, and, all, and that they know they have forgiveness from you because you love them. Empathy, God, we thank you that your empathy flows out of your passion, your love for us. And Lord God, we thank you for it. And we ask you to help us to allow empathy to flow out of us to those around us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, God bless you. I hope this helps. We'll be doing another one of these very shortly in the next week. And we'll begin to teach on, uh, from my book, The Covenants and the Fire, which you can find on Amazon.com. Just type in my name, Richard Spangler, or you can type in the, the, the book title, Covenants of Fire. It's a way to support this ministry. It's a way to help us, and it's a way for you to understand the covenants and how the fire of God, the love of God, are tied to the covenants. And remember that there's a the, the covenants of God are always covenants of love. Until we meet again, God bless you. Bye bye.